Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR. This is your host, Phil Evans, here with you today. We are broadcasting pre-recorded today from the unceded land of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never ceded. We also pay our respects to elders past and present and send a huge hello to all First Nations people listening and acknowledge the pivotal role that you play in environmental and social justice struggles. This is Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR, where we dig in deep and look at what's going on around at Friends of the Earth and in the wider grassroots activist community. Today on the show, we're going to talk about offshore wind again and go back in and listen to a really great webinar that was held earlier this year, held by Friends of the Earth, Yes to Renewables Collective and the Climate Council in Australia, looking at the potential for the offshore wind industry in Australia. Now, we haven't really got underway here, but there are moves to do some pretty huge projects such will be massive game changers, particularly in coal-affected communities. Those who tuned in last week will know that we heard a little bit from the Latrobe Valley perspective, in particular, Tony Wolf, who is an employee at one of those coal-fired power plants, about his optimism for the offshore wind industry. Today, we're going to go a little further north and head up to Newcastle and hear from the Novocastrian Lord Mayor, love Novocastrian, Nuitali Nelms, who was a part of that webinar and gave us her experience from the perspective of local government. That's right. Today on the show, we're talking about offshore wind, what it looks like for a transition. We're in the home of the world's largest coal port, Newcastle, and the opportunities for jobs, 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 all that and more on Dirt Radio today. Here are a few community service announcements before we get into the thick of it. You're on Dirt Radio with Phil Evans, 3CR. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter.
It's time to speak up, speak out, and speak loud. From an idea born on a park bench outside Liberal Party headquarters, where hundreds of women told their stories of sexual violence, introducing Feminist Fridays. Join our open speaking circle to tell your story any way you want. A poem, a speech, or a dance. You can even yell it out in the direction of Parliament House because that's where we'll be, on the steps. Feminist Fridays, starting Friday the 30th of April at 12pm. Join us. It's time to unite, heal and take back our power. Feminist Fridays isn't just a protest. We are a non-hierarchical collective ready to destroy the patriarchy, starting with your voice. This event is taking place on stolen Wurundjeri land and voices of First Nations people are prioritised. Hosted by Loud, Angry and Not Sorry. A 3CR supporter. Yep, you're under Radio 3CR. Uh, Phil Evans here joining you for the Friends of the Earth show. Let's get into it now and check out a presentation made by Nuatali Nelms, who's the Lord Mayor of Newcastle, at a recent webinar held by Friends of the Earth, Yes to Renewables Collective and the Climate Council, looking at the potential for offshore wind. Sit back and enjoy this presentation on Dirt Radio 3CR. I uh, just wanted to let everyone know I'm coming to you from Awabakal and Waramai lands and I pay my sincere respects to Elders past, present and emerging on all the lands um, we're meeting on here this evening. The opportunity for offshore wind and our perspective, I thought just setting the scene I'd let you know where we've been at Newcastle and like I said, 20 years, uh, we first developed our greenhouse action plan in 2001 in Newcastle and our newest climate action plan goes 21 to 25 and looks at how we can meet our own commitments at the City of Newcastle no later than 2030 for our own operations reaching net zero emissions. So we've already looked at that across four key themes in the city that's already moving to 100% renewable energy supply, zero emission transport from our own operations, and obviously best practice energy, water and waste consumption, and looking at how we can reduce emissions through our own supply chains. So we've spent a lot of time looking at our own operations in, and being leaders in local government. This current climate action plan actually broadens that scope to work uh, more closely with industry and the community to try and accelerate action right across the city. And so we adopted a stretch net zero emissions target of the, for the city no later than 2040. So looking at that mix that we believe of renewables is essential in achieving this target. And so that's why we see the offshore wind opportunity as a very important and large role to play to achieve the goals, those stretch targets we've set for Newcastle by 2040. Those renewable energy initiatives that I did mention, that long history is, uh, we're one of Australia's first green power schemes. We now operate our own five megawatt solar farm and we achieved 100% renewables for our own power supply in January 2020. 
uh, were the first local government area in New South Wales to do so. And that's through a power purchase agreement with the Sapphire Wind Farm in the New England area. Complementing this, for those of you not in New South Wales, Newcastle and the Hunter have also been nominated as a state renewable energy zone, so that's that's a good thing. And just on Monday, we were also nominated by the federal government as a hydrogen hub. There's a couple of features that really work for Newcastle and the Hunter region in terms of wind. And they're probably similar to the Latrobe and and other highly skilled workforces throughout the country. It positions us to become hopefully a major international and national player in clean energy. So that's the very skilled workforce with thousands of workers that have been traditionally associated with the resource industry, looking to be able to transfer those jobs directly into offshore wind, if we can make it, get that legislation through and make it viable. We also have the great and exceptional accessibility of the Port of Newcastle and looking at how we can actually export green manufactured resources like green steel and hydrogen from the port. So it couples in looking at the full opportunity that we have here in Newcastle and the Hunter, looking at all the different types of renewable energy to replace the current fossil fuel situation that we have. One of the other really strong areas for us here is we have really good access to the national energy grid with the infrastructure that already exists. The Australian energy market operator has already noted that the Hunter offshore wind zone would currently have the lowest cost to expand of any renewable zone in the national electricity market. So it really is of national significance. The proximity to offshore wind, if it could be constructed here off the Newcastle and Hunter coast, the access then back into the grid is very desirable. Just having a look at the projects that we currently know of, and there could be more, but what we know of here or I know of here in Newcastle is our Newcastle Offshore Wind Energy Project. That proposal in its initial stages proposes a multi-stage 10 gigawatt wind farm located 20 kilometres off the Newcastle coastline. And that is actually capable of supplying a large portion of New South Wales energy requirements. There's also potential for OceanX, who have looked at 1.8 gigawatt farms in that same area. So there are already a couple of solid players in that market in looking around in this region, which I think is a good sign. There's probably likely to be more. The offshore wind farms have been developed, obviously, as a lot of people would know, for over 30 years. And the benefits we're looking to for Newcastle would also be easily extrapolated to the other sites that have been identified around the country, around energy and economic development that have already been stated in New South Wales Electricity Infrastructure Roadmap, as well as their net zero plan and other related policies. You're on Dirt Radio on 3CR, Friends of the Earth show with Phil Evans here. We're listening to an excerpt of a presentation by Newcastle Lord Mayor Nuatali Nelms talking about the benefits of the offshore wind industry for Newcastle as it transitions away from coal. We'll hear more of that presentation in just a bit, but here's some music from Godspeed You Black Emperor to get you through the day.
You are on 3CR Dirt Radio. This is Phil Evans here for the Friends of the Earth show, talking about offshore wind today and taking a look back at a webinar recorded earlier this year, which featured quite a few speakers talking about the benefits of implementing a new offshore wind industry in Australia, in particular looking at the opportunities to transition communities who are so heavily affected by coal into these new exciting renewable energy projects. Been hearing from Lord Mayor of Newcastle, of course home to the world's largest coal port, uh, Nuatali Nams, about some of the benefits that the Newcastle community could see from offshore winds. And she was about to get to talking about key word on this one, jobs. So let's go back and hear more from that presentation. Also of great importance to us is the opportunity for jobs. And at the end of the day, the more jobs we can onshore in renewable energies, the better it's going to be, particularly the areas that have such high skilled labour in either fossil fuels or traditional energy sources that we really need to work at protecting. And I just acknowledge again the work of the Hunter Jobs Alliance in that space, submissions by HunterNet as well, so Peak Body for Manufacturing, MUA and ETU are very cognizant of this issue. And noting this, we are already a region that's in transition. It's already happening. Those 10,000 jobs, both direct and indirect during these projects, would be during construction. And then you could look at, depending on the size of the potential wind farm, you'd look at around 300 annual full-time operational jobs of a 30-year, mainly regional as well as high quality. Again, this, this type of investment in renewable sources would go a long way into assisting transitioning workforces, large-scale innovation, new industry, attract significant local and international investment. But the other opportunities we see here is it accelerates innovation in other related industries in hydrogen as well as electric transportation. When you get those innovation hubs and that skill set working together, and a lot of it exists in and around the Hunter at the moment, you can really look at how you can spark that innovation and new ideas to meet the, the energy needs of the future through renewable sources. There's also a considerable amount of benefit when you're looking at avoiding any of the environmental issues associated with land-based infrastructure and energy projects in terms of offshore wind. Obviously, there's other environmental issues, but it can actually probably um, have a better environmental outcome from projects that already exist in Europe and the like than some of the projects that can actually have a a significant environmental, environmental impact onshore. So you can see that it's really clear that we are poised to take advantage in this region of a transition to renewables and looking at how any new companies establishing themselves in this region don't miss out on the opportunity. There's already a significant amount of private sector investment in very large battery supply close to current grid networks here in the Hunter as well. So there's the Like I said, our valley uh, and our region is already in transition and there's already private sector investment reflecting um, that movement. Uh, I think that we do need to look uh, at this offshore wind 
in terms of that really large opportunity in terms of renewable power supply. I just note that um, uh, particularly the MUA have been fantastic in terms of their local advocacy with us and making sure that local government is particularly informed, you know, being very close to the community. When we go through looking at our clean energy plans, our net zero plans, we do huge amounts of local community consultation and we have very, very broad support across the city of Newcastle and our residents to make this happen. And I think that you can't underestimate the power of community um, when we're looking at getting the federal government to change legislation or write new legislation to actually allow these large-scale renewables to, to happen. Uh, Paddy Crumlin from the MUA has recognised a net zero emission renewable energy powered economy is really necessary to limit the worst impacts of not only climate change, but the development of an offshore wind industry would provide the opportunity for fossil fuel workers to do the important work of delivering Australia's renewable future. And I think that that is exceptionally important component for us here in the Hunter, that work around transition and that work around jobs. We also have a peak body called HunterNet that represents small, medium and large manufacturers in the region. A lot of them have been associated with the fossil fuel industry here for many years in the Hunter. They also have been a lot of the think tanks for very innovative manufacturing solutions in that industry. And HunterNet have put a submission in recently as well, supporting offshore wind and with their membership base that stretches through the region, that a lot of them currently operating in fossil fuels really want to see this transition and this legislation supported because they recognise that the existing supply chains, the legacy energy infrastructure and the people that work in those supply chains are extremely important for the future of this region, but also that innovation already exists. And furthermore to manufacturing, you know, the next stage for me in thinking about it and for the workers in this region and the opportunity we have in Australia is to actually look at how we can onshore the design, construction and uh, the manufacture of the, obviously, of the turbines and the equipment that we would need for this industry and then create tens of thousands of more jobs onshore in Australia. I think that essentially we missed the boat 20 years ago with photovoltaics. A lot of that IP was developed here in Australia and has gone offshore. And we do need to keep pushing our state and federal governments to move more quickly in addressing not only climate change, but also the economic and job opportunities that come with renewables. So that advocacy has been very united in Newcastle. And I think it was really important for me to, to share that opportunity. Lot of advocacy at a local government level around meeting the Paris Climate Agreements and also leading up to Glasgow and COP26. And together with a lot of other mayors around the country, it's interesting if you don't operate in a local government level, 
if you look at the over 500 local governments in Australia and their collective either net zero or climate action plans, and you actually helped fund local government at that level to implement those plans or those mitigation initiatives, you would actually achieve 97% of the current federal targets. So I think it's it's really good to come at this from obviously a, a national perspective and that national advocacy, but also look at what can be done at a local level as well. Three CR here to stay. You are on 3CR indeed. This is Dirt Radio Phil Evans here, and we've just heard that presentation from Nuatali Nelms, who is the Lord Mayor of Newcastle, a recording from a webinar held earlier this year by Friends of the Earth and the Climate Council looking at offshore wind and the opportunities that arise from this new renewable energy industry in particular for those coal affected communities in Newcastle home to the world's largest coal port and of course right here at home in the Latrobe Valley there is a partner show to that goes with this and you can check it out on 3cr.org.au you see last week we had up another excerpt from that offshore wind webinar and you can listen in to the perspectives of Tony Wolf, who is one of the workers at one of those coal fire plants in the Latrobe Valley about the transition and the opportunities that offshore wind has as well as Penny Howard who is a research fellow with the Maritime Union of Australia talking about the key role that unions play in this area as well and you can catch up with any of the podcasts from dirt radio the friends of the earth show on 3cr while you're there and become a subscriber and support radical radio if you're not already because we would love to have you on board Right now in Victoria, the transport sector is the second largest and fastest growing source of emissions in Victoria. So there's an urgent need to decarbonise Australia's urban transport systems in ways that also reduce the social disadvantage that is entrenched by over-reliance on private car ownership. Right now, we're still seeing more roads being built over much-needed sustainable public transport like buses. Right now, we're in a critical decade to act on climate change, and this means rapidly decarbonising that transport network in order to reduce emissions and create a sustainable and livable city. Recently, Victorian Minister for Public Transport Ben Carroll announced a new bus contract, which will see about 36 electric buses hitting the road from 2025 and a further 340 from 2031. 
But Melbourne is home to over 2,400 diesel buses that transport thousands of people each week. We must increase our ambition when it comes to electrification of our bus fleets. We can't afford to have any new polluting diesel buses on our road if we're to really tackle emissions in the transport sector. Friends of the Earth are asking, will Minister Ben Carroll commit to 100% electric buses statewide by 2030? Or will he stick with the current plan, which would still mean hundreds of polluting diesel buses on our road? The Victorian community is calling for a transition to 100% electric buses across the state to decarbonise our transport sector and tackle climate change. Now it's time for the community to take that message to Minister Carroll's inbox. Jump onto melbournefo.org.au and check out there is an action to email the Victorian Minister for Public Transport. We'll also put the link to take that action in the show notes, which you can find at 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio, or you can follow Friends of the Earth Melbourne on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Melbourne to find out all the actions and lots of ways that you can get involved by emailing the minister now or getting a part of our Sustainable Cities Collective who work extensively on this issue. Friends of the Earth is made up of collectives which are welcoming places for you to get involved and be part of making change for a better world. One that sees environmental and social justice as intrinsically linked. Get involved now, friends of the earth. Friends of the earth. Friends of the earth. Dirt radio. Great to join you again for the show on Dirt Radio. Phil Evans signing out for another week of Dirt Radio. Look forward to catching you next week. But do stick around on 3CR because coming up next is Billabong Beats with Gavin. And I'm sure it's going to be a great show. We're going out now with you. Let's go out. Let's go to the left and go. 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 Let's go